Hey, 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 welcome back to my miscellaneous ramblings, episode 348. Today, we're going to be talking about what Narochi is. Um, I decided to make this episode because I was just playing For Honor, and there's a character called Orochi, and I wanted to know if Orochi meant anything, and it turns out it does. So, this is what we're doing now. So, the Yamata no Orochi, or simply Orochi, is a legendary eight-headed and eight-tailed Japanese dragon slash serpent. Uh, so let's let's talk about the let's talk about the legend. The the some would call it a myth, but also <clears throat> I know that every religion has some people that still practice it. So I hesitate to call anything mythology, just because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So we're we're just going to talk about it as a legend right now. So Yamata no Orochi legends are generally recorded in two, or originally recorded in two ancient texts about Japanese mythology and history. The 1712, or not 1712, sorry, 712 uh, BCE, or sorry, not BCE, sorry, 712 CE, she's mind is out today, uh, Kojiki transcribes the dragon name as, and then it's a series of Japanese characters I cannot pronounce because i do not know how to uh, translate kanji so and then there's another one in 720 uh ce called nihon shoki that writes it as a different series i don't know <laughs> in both versions of the rochi myth the shinto storm god Su susanu i don't susano susanu so yeah, Susanoo, that's kind of cool, is expelled from heaven for tricking his sister, um, Am Amaterasu, the sun goddess. After expulsion from heaven, um, Susanoo uh, encounters two earthly deities or called Kunit Kunitsukami. I apologize for probably butchering some of these words. I, words I am not... I do not speak Japanese, um, but I'm trying my best. Uh, don't cancel me, please. All right. All right. So, yeah, Kunitsukami, near the head of the High River, which is now called the High River with two eyes instead, um, the in Itsuma province. They're weeping because they're forced to give their Ro the Orochi one of their daughters every year for seven, seven years, and now they must sacrifice their eighth, Kushi Inada Hime. Uh, which means comb slash wonderful rice field princess. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of stuff packed into that one name. Who Susanu transforms into a kushi or comb for safekeeping. The Kojiki tells us the following version. All right, get ready. Everyone buckle up. Uh, let me actually let me throw in some music to make this more epic. Uh, energetic. Let's see. I have. Uh, I have this. But, like, I'm not sure that's exactly what I'm looking for. I need something a little more Japanese here, because this is very, very Western. Uh, maybe this? Because punk rock's kind of... Is punk... No, it's not. I could throw in dramatic hip-hop trap. Okay, I could, I could do it to this. Okay, yeah, so, dramatic hip-hop trap, let's go. So, let me restart it. <clears throat> so, having been expelled, 
his, uh, what translates to his swift, impetuous male august, augustness, descended to a place called Torukami, at the headwaters of River High in the land of Itsumo. At this time, some chopsticks came floating down the stream, so his swift, impetuous male augustness, thinking that there must be people at the headwaters of the river, went up it in quest of them, where he came upon an old man and an old woman, two of them, who had a young girl between them, and they were weeping. And then he deigned to ask, Who are ye? And the old man replied, saying, I'm an earthly deity, child of the deity, great mountain possessor. I am called by the name of Foot-Stroking Elder, my wife is called by the name of Hand-Stroking Elder, and my daughter is called by the name of Wondrous Inada Princess. Again he asked, What is the cause of your crying? The old man answered, saying, I originally had eight young girls as daughters, but as the eight-forked serpent of Koshi has come every year and devoured one, and it is now time to come, wherefore we weep. Then he asked him, What is its form like? And the old man answered, saying, Its eyes are like a kakagachi, and it's it has one body with eight heads and eight tails. Moreover, on its body grows moss, and also... Oh, this is not even a... I don't even think this is a Japanese word. This is just going to be a hard one. Camasaparis uh, and Cryptomerius. <laughs> the, its length extends over eight valleys and eight hills. And it, and if looks at its belly, if one looks at its belly, it is all constantly bloody and inflamed. What is it called here? Akagachi is the modern Hohadzuki which is the winter cherry, so that's just letting you know that. Then his swift, impetuous male Augustness said to the old man, If this be thy daughter, wilt thou offer her to me? He replied, saying, With reverence, for I know not thine August name. And then he replied, saying, I am the elder brother to the heaven-shining great August deity, <laughs> and so I, now, I have now descended from heaven. Then the deities, foot-stroking elder and hand-stroking elder, said, if that be so, with reverence we will offer her to thee. So, his swift, impetuous male Augustness, at once taking and changing the young girl into a... Oh, that's another just tough word right there. Multi-tudinous? multi, multi, multi and close-toothed comb, which he stuck into his August hair bunch, said to the deity's foot-stroking elder and hand-stroking elder, do you distill some eightfold refined liquor and make a fence round about? In that fence, make eight gates, and at each gate, tie together eight platforms. On each platform, put a liquor vat, and uh, into each vat, pour the eightfold refined liquor and wait. And so, uh, and so, as they have waited after thus having thus prepared everything in accordance with this bidding, the eightfold serpent, serpent came truly as the platform. No, sorry, as the old man has said, um, and immediately dipped a head into each vat and drank the liquor. Therefore, it was intoxicated with drinking, and all the heads lay down and slept. Then his swift, impetuous male Augustness drew the ten-grasped saber that was augustly girded on him and cut the serpent in pieces, so that the river high flowed on, changed into a river of blood. And then, so when he cut the middle tail, the edge of his august sword broke. Then, thinking it strange, he thrust into and split the flesh with the point of his august sword and looked, and there was a great sword within. 
So he took this great sword, thinking it a strange thing. He respectfully informed the heaven-shining great August deity. This is the herb-quelling great sword. And that's the end of the legend, apparently. So, yeah, I hope you guys liked that story. <laughs> um, I don't know which of the two sources that comes from. Oh, no, no, sorry, that's from the Kojiki, which is the earlier one. Earlier by eight years. Um, the Nihongi also describes Yamato no Orochi. It has an eight-forked head and an eight-forked tail. Its eyes were red like the winter cherry, and on its back, firs and cypresses were growing. As it crawled, it extended over a space of eight hills and eight valleys. The botanical names used to describe the Orochi are Akagachi, or Hozuki, or winter cherry, or the Japanese lantern, which is Fasalis Alkakenji. Hikaji, which is club moss, Hinoki, which is the Japanese cypress. Uh, I'm not saying that right now. Uh, I don't. I'm just not doing scientific names right now. And Sugi, which is the Japanese cedar. The legendary sword, Kusa, um, Kusanagi no Tsuruki, Tsuruki, came from the tail of the Yamada no Orochi, along with the Yada no kagami mirror and the yasakani no magatama jewel which became the three sacred imperial regalia of japan so yeah i i love japanese mythology or japanese I'm, i don't want to call it mythology just because i know some people probably still practice it and revere it so yeah i love japanese legends that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it. i think that's a less whatever so the etymology um, Orochi derives from the old Japanese uh, Woroti with the regular O and Wo shift. I don't know. Um, but basically the kanji, kanji are pr commonly pronounced Daija, which means big snake or large serpent. Um, I'm not even reading the rest of that. That's just phonetic stuff I'm not getting into right now. Um, there's a bunch of mythological parallels. Um, polycephalic or multi-headed animals are rare in bi biology, but common in mythology and heraldry. The multi-headed dragons, like the eight-headed Orochi and three-headed uh, Triceros, are a common motif in comparative mythology. In, for instance, multi-headed dragons in Greek mythology include the nine-headed uh, Lernian Hydra and the hundred-headed Ladon, both slain by Heracles. Which, this article says Heracles the right way. It doesn't say the stupid Roman version of Hercules. I am so against Hercules. Heracles is how it's said. I could go on and on about this. Um, <laughs> oh, yo, I can't hear. Well, I hope that I didn't cut out for too long. Whatever. Yes, big snake. Everything good. Um, two other Japanese examples derived from the Buddhist importations of Indian dragon myths. Uh, Benzaiten, the Japanese name of uh, Saraswati, supposedly killed a five-headed dragon at Enoshima in fi 552 CE. Uh, Kuzuryu, Kuzur, 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 I think? Uh, or the nine-headed dragon, deriving from the Nagarara Nagaraja, Snake Kings, Fasuki, and Shisha is worshipped at the to Togakushi Shrine in Nagano Prefecture. Um, what's called? There's also like the Juitonayo, I think, which is nine headed bird in Chinese mythology, uh, folklore, legends, whatever. I'm the, the article says mythology, so whatever, it's fine. Um, the, Eight-headed creatures are less common than seven or nine-headed ones, though. 
Uh, among Japanese numerals, ya or hachi can mean many or varied. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tavistor says the number eight is stereotypical in legends about kings or gods riding dragons or having their carriages drawn by them. The slaying of a dragon is said to be similar to the legends of Cambodia, India, Persia, Western Asia, East Africa, and the Mediterranean area. Smith identifies the mythic seven or eight-headed dragons with the seven-spiked pteria shell or eight-tentacled octopus. Uh, the myth of a storm god fighting a sea serpent is a, in itself a popular trope among uh, legends and mythology, potentially originating from the Proto-Indo-European religion and later transmitted to the religions of the ancient Near East, most likely initially through interaction with Hittite-speaking uh, peoples into Syria and the Vertical Crescent. This motif, known as Chaos Kampf, or the German struggle against chaos, represents a class clash between order and chaos. Often seen uh, as these myths evolved from the original source, the role of the storm god, usually the head of a pantheon, for example, Zeus, you know, uh, is adopted by culture heroes or personage symbolizing royalty. In many examples, the serpent god is often seen as multi-headed or multi-tailed. Um, there's a whole ton of these things. Everything from Thor versus Jormungandr, Perrin versus, uh, which is Norse, Perrin versus Veles, which is Slavic, uh, Dobrynya Nit Nikitich versus Zme Gorinich, which is Slavic again. Tarhunt versus Ilyanka, which is Hittite. Teshub versus Ulakumi, which is Hurrian. Side note, I would pay to see any of these just as like wrestling names. That sounds amazing. Um, Zeus versus Typhon in Greek in the, the Greek legends. Heracles versus the Lernian Hydra, also Greek. Apollo versus the Python, also Greek. Um, Indra versus Vrita, which is Indian. Krishna versus Kaliya, which is also Indian. Or Oretoana versus Azidahaka, which is Zoroastrian. Garshasp versus Zahak, which is Iranian. St. George versus the Dragon, a Christian one. Uh, St. Michael versus Herensuge, a Christian Basque one. Fatfrumos versus Balor, uh, Romanian. Baal versus Yam, which is Kanatite, Kanatite, whatever. You the Great versus Xinglu, I believe, or Gonggong, which is Chinese. Marduk versus Tiamat, which is Babylonian. Ra versus Apep, which is Egyptian. Gabriel versus Rahab, which is Jewish. Christ versus Satan, the, the penultimate Christian one, really. Mankun versus Kuzuryu, Japanese Buddhism. Sigurd versus Fafnir. We're back to Norse. Quetzalcoatl versus Sipactli, I think? Aztec. Ben Zaitan versus Gozuyu, again. I guess they read it a second time, uh, which is Japanese Buddhism. Uh, oh, wait, no, no. Uh, maybe I just referenced this earlier in a different thing. Never mind. Anyway, uh, Drang versus Dringe versus Kulshedra, which is Albanian. Vaha, uh, Vaga Vahang? versus Fishap, which is Armenian, and finally Lak Long Quan versus New New Tin, I think, which is Vietnamese. The fight of a hero, sometimes of extraordinary birth, against a dragon who demands the sacrifice of maidens or princesses is a widespread tale. In folkloristics, it falls under the Arne Thompson Uther index type, uh in A2 300, which is the Dragon Slayer. So apparently lots of people. <laughs> yeah. 
struggling to pronounce names for 15 minutes. Honestly, that's straight up what this is. Hi, if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, yeah, so <laughs> today we're talking about big snakes and big dragons. Uh, I love this this podcast. Uh, let's see if the Wikipedia article says anything else. Finally, popular culture. There's only four bullet points, so then we're so we're going to go through this. All right, the Yamata Amazon Kaibu K O K. There are four vowels in a row. How do you expect me to pronounce this word? K U I K O I. I'm going to say Koiba. It's wrong, but I'm going to say that. Um, it's a meta-language play that interweaves the story of two legendary creatures, Yamato no Orochi of Japanese, uh, the Japanese legend, or and Kaibu... Ke- it's the same word again with the four vowels. Why do they keep doing this to me? Why are they doing this to me? No, no, okay, let me spell this word for you. Just, like, give me... Tell me how, how I'm supposed to pronounce this. K-E-I-O... I B A. It's this four vowels in a row. I'll throw it in the live chat, which you can join through the Podbean app. You can listen to these shows live, or otherwise you listen to them a day later and you don't get to call in or stuff. But if anyone wants to call in, like you're totally welcome to. Um, yeah, that's the that's the word. I just sent it to the chat. Um, I t- <laughs> maybe maybe it's Koiba, possibly. Yeah, okay, I'll go with Koiba. Koiba, that sounds like the sort of thing I could do. That that sounds right. Okay. Or Koiba. K- sure. Whatever. I'm just gonna say the dude. <laughs> um uh, Yamato no Orochi and the dude of Naite mythology, which is Manipuri 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 mythology, I think. Uh in the play, the role of Yamato no Orochi was played by Maisnam Momacha, apparently, so that's cool. The 2019 film Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mentions the Titan dubbed Titanus Yamato no Orochi, or simply Yamato no Orochi, though it's not seen in the film. The creature is seen in the monitor awaking in its containment field in Outpost 91 in Mount Fuji, Japan, with people trying to run to safety as it arises and escapes after being awoken by King uh, Ghidorah alongside 17 other Titans. In the SCP Foundation, the creature dubbed SCP-1645 was described to have eight heads resembling that of a mamushi, similar to Yamato no Orochi's serpentine features. Creatures also found in Japan, which is where the myth, where the legend originated. And finally, in Aichiro Oda's manga series One Piece, a manga slash anime I have never read or watched and never intend to, because I hear it's really, really long. But anyway, an antagonistic character named Kuruz. Kurozumi Orochi appears. He has the ability to transform into an eight-headed dragon coming from a fruit of named Hibai Hibai no Mi Modo Gamato no Orochi, which is snake 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 fruit model Yamato no Orochi. Okay. Whew, we said a lot here. Yes, the SCP. I'm not doing an SCP episode soon. Stop it. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. No SCP. Um, I don't know. I've I never really kept up on money SCP things. Like I, I know the the one SCPs that that's like the peanut dude. I know that one, but like I I don't know. Maybe we'll see. If people really really want to like schedule an episode where they call in and they want to talk about SCP, yeah, one seven three. That's the one. Uh, if they want to talk about some SCPs or whatever, sure, whatever. I'll I'll do it. 
but we're not doing that right now. So that's about all that's written on the Yamato no Orochi from Wikipedia. Um, personally, I think it's wonderful. I think it's very cool. And yeah, uh, I'm going to go and Google Orochi jokes and just see, see, or Ochi jokes. Hopefully it doesn't just have one piece jokes. Um, okay. Orochi seems to be a running joke on the subreddit from For Honor. Okay, whatever. Orochi funny memes, funny pictures, honor, Pinterest. We'll do this. Um, this is not that funny. None of these are fun. Half of this is just really horny. Oh, this is awful. Okay, well. Yo, wait, is that the For Honor characters? Is Rainbow Six Siege characters? Oh, that's pretty sick, actually. Okay, the, to focus. I need to focus. <laughs> We're finding a joke here. So, I clearly need to expand my uh, my repertoire here. I'm just going to go, go, go for serpent jokes. That's what I'll do. So, 50 plus snake puns. We all find hysterical from Scary Mommy. This is going to be a, a good... Oh my god, it's just... It's not listed as a list. It's listed as one paragraph with numbers in between. This is awful to read through. I'll pick a... Here, live chat, give me a number between 1 and 51. Uh, I'll pick the first number that pops in. 22. Okay. So, number 22... A snake walks into a bar. The bartender says, how did you do that? Okay, we're making 25 instead. <laughs> what did the snake say to the loud children at the library? <sighs> okay, I guess this is what we're doing then. Uh, give me give me a couple more numbers randomly from one to fifty one. Laughing crying emojis are not a number. Nineteen. Okay, we'll go with that. Why did the snake cross the road to get to the other side? I think some of my brain is dying off in self preservation right now. All right, I'll do two more. Two more numbers. Let's uh. Let's let's pick from what's being randomly sent. Uh, si sixty nine is not a number, nor is six point nine. They have to be whole numbers, under fifty one, but higher than two or no higher than. All right, six and nine. We're doing that fine. Number six. What do you get when you cross two snakes with a magic spell? Adderkadabra and Abradacobra. And nine. What do you call a snake that bakes? A python. Okay, no, I'm I'm done reading these. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing four and twenty. I'm just not doing it. Anyway, it's time for the song that's been in my mind all episode. And the song that's been on my mind all episode is God's Gonna Strike You Down, I believe is what it's called by Johnny Cash. Um uh, or no, God's gonna cut you down, sorry. Um, yeah, God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. It slaps. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I want to leave. <laughs> I'll catch you all next time. And goodbye.